Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me explode. Well, hello and welcome to the Andrea K Show. I got to figure out now how I could put down my ginormous box of frat boy donuts. Only there was smellow radio. I know, right? Smello radio <laughs> Starting off the show, sound a little nasty there. Hey, I am in a great mood today. Uh, this is the last Andrea K show uh, before Christmas. And I got to tell you, Christmas is my holiday. Y'all know that I'm not a huge fan of Thanksgiving. Um, nothing, nothing against Thanksgiving as much as it is. Just not my food. You know, I mean, cook up some chili cheese dogs. You know, put down a plate of nachos, maybe some carnitas, and then you might have me over on Thanksgiving. But I love everything about Christmas. I don't care if the if the Christmas decorations start showing up in stores in July. I don't care. I love red, green, and gold. I love all the decorations. I love the bells. I don't even mind people, you know, trying to hustle me up for money outside the grocery stores as long as they're ringing a bell. I love the fact that people are baking cookies with little bows on them and fudge. I love everything about Christmas. I love the other night I was in a store and I heard this little boy singing Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin laid an egg. I was like, yes, this is my time of year. I love this time of year so much, especially given the fact we got some great news to talk about today, thanks to to old St. Trump, who's bringing a Merry Christmas to America this year. But I also love this because in spite of some other, you know, disappointing things or some other tough times that we face in this country, we celebrate the reason for the season is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's the main reason why I love this holiday. I am so thankful I got the biggest, best Christmas present of all this year because everybody here at AM 117 is behind me taking the show daily. Woohoo! Yes, so I am going to be coming at you. We are going to be some differences in the show, of course, because I get to go daily instead of, you know, having to squeeze it all in once a week. But we're also going to be live and local here in San Diego during drive time. And that's going to give me a great opportunity to just connect with my local peeps here in San Diego, who I love so very much. And joining me in the drive time Fun is going to be none other than DJ Carrot Sticks. He might have to come up with some new uh, intros as we go daily. What do you say over there? Yeah, some new ones, but I think people still like the classic. They do. It's, yeah, exactly. Because we're all about tradition here at the Andrea K Show. And speaking of tradition, my donuts, we're going to continue on. Uh, just because I'm going daily doesn't mean I'm going to give up my donuts. I'll just have to moderate the other kind of stuff I eat during the day. Um, but it is Christmas time and <clears throat> old St. Trump is not disappointing the people out there of America. We have gone from eight years of lumps of coal in our stockings every year to now, here's what we've got. We're going to talk about the the, the tax tax plan that's going to be voted on uh, today. We've got the House, I think, voting first and then the Senate uh, sometime later this evening. But even going into that, you got to see 
what is happening just in the first year, just on anticipation of upcoming tax cuts. You see Make America Great Again and the revival of the of, of one of the greatest traditions that has made this country the greatest country and the foundation of the earth, and that is its economy. And it's because of our free market principles, thank you to our founders who understood our rights come from God, not from man, that, that we needed to be free as individuals, but also to be free as individuals to pursue our own dreams and aspirations as business people and owners, and we needed to be free to do so. Because President Trump, and thank you, thank you, Lord, for the American people who put the trust in a businessman, an outsider to come in. Here's what we've got. We've got for the first time, I think record, the Dow has jumped over 5,000 points for the first time in a year. We're about to hit another record high at 25,000. We have two, we're coming off of two consecutive quarters of 3% growth. Speaking of Mr. Lumps of Coal in your stocking, President Obama, we he didn't he was the first president in the United States to by the way rack up more debt than every other previous president combined, but he was the first president in the United States to never hit 3% growth at any point in his presidency. We also now have under President Trump the lowest unemployment rate for black Americans in 17 years. President Obama was elected, Mr. Lumps of Coal was elected in part because it was supposed to it was supposed to be, you know, the the you know the the first black president was supposed to do more for black Americans. Who has done more for black Americans? Because let me tell you the economy doesn't care what color you are, what gender you are, how old you are. The the basic laws of economics see, you know don't matter who's holding the wallet. Okay? Now, <clears throat> we've also got uh, remember, uh, Mr. Lump of uh, Coal in the Stocking also said those manufacturing jobs, they're gone. They're never going to come back. 40,000 new manufacturing jobs created in November alone, thanks to old St. Trump. So we have much to be thankful for. A lot of, uh, you know, uh, a lot of Americans. And now we're going into tax cuts. And there are some things about the tax bill that I'm not particularly crazy about, but I am excited that it, like the, so much of the economic indicators based upon anticipation, you, more money in the pockets of businesses, more money in the pockets of Americans is better for every American and the country overall. And then the rest of the world. Because you know what? We've been the Santa Claus and, and, and Santa's elves for the, for the rest of the world since our country's inception. And we need to go back to an economy that provides the most good, the most prosperity for American citizens and the rest of the world. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to pick this up on the other side of the break with my man, Kurt Schlichter. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. 
Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. We're on a countdown to Christmas here in San Diego and at The Andrea K Show. And before the break, I was talking about all the little stocking stuffers that old St. Trump has given to the American people so far with 3% growth for two consecutive quarters and uh, a stock market at an all-time high. I love the stocking stuff for known as my uh, money market reports and my 401ks <laughs> notifications that come in the mail. Joining me now to talk about that, among other hot topics coming out of D.C. today, is Kurt Schlichter from townhall.com. Hey, Kurt, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. All righty. So um, this is the last Andrew K. show before we go into Christmas. So I got to ask you, going into, you know, um, going into Christmas, um, what's your favorite like Christmas tradition or favorite aspect of Christmas? The fact that my birthday is the day before Christmas. Obviously. That's a good thing. I would, that would so stink for me. I gotta, you know, why oh, no, would you, it because it was the best. How was that? Seriously? How could that be good? Because then you got to know half your, 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 the budget for your birthday and your Christmas are shared. Oh no, that didn't happen. No, that, 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 you think you my, got that? You think you got? Was too terrified of me to even attempt that Yeah, yeah. He says his family was too terrified. <laughs> I kind of believe that. <laughs> All right, so um, but I want to talk to you about uh, those of you who don't know. Kurt is an attorney by day and then conservative warrior by night. He's kind of like Superman. He's kind of like Clark Kent. And before we get uh, with terrible glasses, I guess. <laughs> um, I want I do want to pick your brain about this Mueller investigation. I guess McCabe is testifying today before I guess the House Intelligence Committee. <laughs> whatever. Um, but um, before we get into that a little bit, I, I you know we've got. I wanted to ask you about, um, and I'm going to get more into details about the tax plan. I've got a tax attorney coming on later, but you know you wrote an article on townhall.com about you know 2018 and Republicans going into 2018. You know they they're looking like they're going to have a big legislative win today. Do you think are, are you still concerned about what's going on with them and what they need to do going into 2018 if they get this win today? Well, look, I think it'll be a big help. Um, the the tax the people the tax bill is going to hurt are not the kind of people who you know typically vote Republican anyway. It's people like me. I'm a blue state trial lawyer. Every every bit about you know I live in California. I own a house. Everything about this tax bill shafts me. Right. But that's okay. Uh, most people who are like me do not tend to vote Republican. This uh, uh, this tax bill tends to help the people 
who have not been getting the advantages like they got under Obama. I got to tell you, though, years under Obama, I, I hate it, but money-wise, <laughs> ching. It was big time for the kind of, you know, uh, uh, blue, white-collar lawyer types like me uh, who, uh, uh, you know, who, who the Democrats love. I, I just happen to be kind of, you know, the traitor in their midst, the fifth columnist, if it will. Uh, the nice thing about this tax bill is it's helping, it's going to help uh, uh, the people who've been left behind. It's going to help uh, low-income earners uh, or uh, middle-class income earners. It's going to help companies uh, get their tax uh, rates under control and keep hiring. I mean, the economy's heating up. I'm hearing it all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, from people, they tell me, "Look, I'm, I'm busy, I'm busy." Yeah, and you and you see it too. If you're driving around, even here in California, I'm seeing uh, help on signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I call somebody to do, "Hey, I need somebody to come and do some contracting," they're like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty busy." Right. You know, maybe I, I can get to you late January. Right. Those are great signs because those are great Americans who are getting good jobs. Uh, well, but my and, and, and being able to work hard. Right. Well, but but. The reason why I wanted to ask you about from from an overall standpoint, if they get this passed, is it going to help them going into 2018? Because I thought coming off the Moore debacle down in Alabama really put Republicans back on their heels. And I got to be honest, I, you know, there's been a lot of autopsies done. They need to get tax reform done, but that's not going to be enough to make sure nope, that we can, that we continue. I'm happy with what I, you know. I got it. I opened up the show talking about you know uh, St. Trump and everything that you just talked about in terms of you know. Uh, two quarters of consecutive growth, uh, the stock market at an all-time high, you know, unemployment for black Americans at its lowest uh, in 17 years. Um, but we have a very slim margin. Um, I, I, you know, we, we're we going into 2018 shaky. And I got to be honest, no, you're you're, you're, right. yeah, I, I think as, the, as people, everybody's been doing an autopsy of what happened in Alabama. And I'm not sure I agree with you on your, um, uh, you know, uh, your findings of the autopsy. And, you know, as well as your recommendations going forward, just to summarize, if, I, if I'm right, your analysis is that we've got to pick not just who's the most conservative, but who's going to win. And I'm saying who can who can win. And I'm saying and here's why I disagree. And you can tell me why I'm wrong. Isn't that what gave us Obama in the first place? Because John McCain was supposed to be winnable, even though he wasn't conservative. Isn't that why we got a second term of Mitt Romney? Because Mitt Romney was supposed to be electable, even though he wasn't a conservative. So, you know, oh, should we now shift back to that because the most conservative guy didn't win? And I say he didn't win, not because he was a flawed candidate, but because the Republicans did what they always do when somebody's Herman Cain, they throw him under the bus. And maybe if the Republicans like Shelby and McConnell and others hadn't abandoned more and, and and I'm not saying that he was a great candidate, but I'm saying had we rallied around him like the Democrats do around their candidates, maybe we wouldn't have lost that seat. Yeah, but we're never gonna rally around the candidates because we're fighting the war that we're in. The war that we're in is we are conservatives in the party of the right. The party of the right is a big coalition and we as conservatives are only a small portion of that. Not a small portion, we're but but we're not the majority. Uh, there are uh, there are more moderate people, and then there are active establishment squishes. Uh, we have to fight the fight that we're in. First of all, I have a couple standing principles. Expendable. I owe Roy Moore nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was he treated badly? I think he was. I don't care. It is not my duty 
to make this about preserving Roy Moore's reputation. And I'm not concerned about that. Let me jump in. I'm with you there. I don't care about his reputation. I care about policy. And and part of the reason why I'm I'm angry about him losing is because I'm looking at the, quote, conservatives down there who said, you know what, I don't care about him. You know, I'm I'm willing to throw him under the bus because I don't like that he was creepy or whatever. And I'm like, wait a second. You know, it should make your vote on policy alone. And if you make your vote on policy alone, not on whether or not you're proppy or you care about Roy Moore, but if you base it on policy alone, then how in the world could you stay home and not vote for Roy Moore? Or how can you even do something even worse and vote in an independent? So, I, you know, but those are the people we're in a coalition with. We have we have to understand that part of our coalition is, is weak hearted. I would have preferred Roy Moore win, though I dislike him. I think he was a weirdo and I think he was a terrible candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he was also mistreated. Uh but there are people in our coalition who are going to act the way they're going to act. That is, there's nothing we can do to control that. I had a friend uh, uh, who, who, who had a problem with alcohol, and he said, Kurt, the only thing you can change is yourself. And that's what I think we need to see as conservatives. We can only affect what we do. As annoying as the Mitch McConnells can be, as annoying as the squishes can be, we've got to, we've got to do what we can do because I, 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 I there's nothing we can do about you know Shelby coming out there and saying I won't vote for him I think that probably was an, enough of the margin to cost the election there were a lot of things including yeah. Roy Moore's terrible campaign uh, uh, he, right. he, he, I mean technically he, he right. wasn't data driven the Democrats are the real lesson is what can we as conservatives do and I think it's important that we identify who is the most who is going to provide the highest chance of having the most value to us. I'm an infantry officer. Uh, I am used to have, I, I, I am trained to accept casualties mm-hmm. and I'm willing to accept casualties uh, 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 in order to get the objective done. If you have to have a Susan Collins, because well. that's the best we can do in Maine, I can live with it. Uh, well, see, to I me, I, 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 I got yeah, I got to jump in because I've only got about five more minutes with you and I want to make sure we get to some other topics. But, you know, some people might be like, well, Andrea, why are you spending time talking about strategy today? Because we've got because the Democrats talk about and focus about strategy and all yes. and all day, every day. This exactly, is what they do. Exactly, they exactly. are obsessed. This is the most important conversation we can have. Yes, because that's what the left does all day long. They strategize and they are playing the long game all day, every day. And, and, and yep. what we and the mistake that we made and I had Ron Nearing on my show back in 2012 and he uh, for those who don't know who he is he was the he was chairman emeritus of the Republican Party here for the entire state of California he was the primary trainer of every Republican candidate around the nation who was running for the Senate uh, as well as the House of Representatives he was he was the Karl Rove nobody knew about unless you were in the state of I don't know if you know Ron Nearing and that man said to me a couple of things that were horrifying to me he said first of all we don't have any problem with the media there is no such thing as a left-leaning bias this was after okay. Candy. This was after Candy Crowley planted the crime scene at the evi- uh, evidence at the crime scene, and then he said to me, "We don't need to start thinking about elections until the election year." And I said, "Ron, that's the number one mistake we make as Republicans. We know we never play the long game. We wait until it's an election year before we start thinking about who we're going to run, what they should Good be running God. on, what their policy is." And so this is why, as conservatives, we need to be thinking about this. And those of you out there, you know, maybe you need maybe one of the things that we as conservatives can do is is maybe think about uh, who in their community if it's not ourselves to run for office, who we think might be a good candidate, a good conservative. Uh, and, and we need to start thinking about these long games. I got to shift. If you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show, and I'm talking to Kurt Schlichter, the Mueller investigation. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, it, <laughs> Look for my town hall on Thursday. It's yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Um, you know what? It is. It the entire situation is brutal. It almost makes me insane to think that we have a man who's amassed an army behind him of nothing but the most corrupt, sleazy Hillary Clinton infested. I mean, it, it's shocking to me that this is going on with this investigation from not just Mueller himself, who's Comey's boy, who was brought in by Comey leaking to him, uh, wanting to investigate a president who he said under oath wasn't even pre- wasn't even under investigation. Everything from Strzok to Orr to Wiseman to McCabe, who's now speaking. I mean, my question to you is this from a strategy standpoint. Because I think it's well documented how horrific this investigation is. Why is it? I understand, and you're an attorney. It is not. Trump legally can fire Mueller. I don't understand why anybody thinks it's a good political idea or a good idea for this country to allow a silent coup to take place. Because not only is this a silent coup attempt to take down a free and fairly elected president of the United States, but in the course of doing so is already destroying lives, lives of innocent people. Lives of people like Michael Flynn, who was entrapped by the FBI, who when they came in there. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton and all of her aides, including Huma Abedin, his Muslim Brotherhood, is allowed to walk free. Why is that a good idea for Trump to allow this to continue? Well, look, I was all for firing Mueller until about a couple weeks ago, at which point I realized that this idiot was disgracing himself and humiliating himself so thoroughly that the left actually, at some level, wants him to be fired because then he can never, then, then it will never be revealed uh, indisputably, that this whole collusion thing was a giant lie. Uh, I think this has to play out. I think uh, uh, Mueller has got nothing. He's going to get nothing. Uh, and I think when it's all done, uh, Donald Trump should pardon Flynn. Uh, as soon as this guy brings his report in, boom, pardon Flynn. Uh, as far as Manafort and the other guy, hey, you know, you got, that was all before. That's, that's, mm-hmm. on, you know, that's on you, buddy. Uh, uh, but this Flynn thing is a joke. Uh, Mueller has nothing. And that's why this weekend we saw the leftists basically trying to cite Trump into firing him. It was actually ridiculous. <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, Trump's been dealing with, these, uh, uh, with the liberal elites and the media for so long. He knows them better than they know himself themselves. And that's why he consistently beats them. Have you noticed he's backed off on Mueller? He's, nah, I'm not going to fire him. I'm going to let him go. He's driving them nuts. I'm going to follow. I, I think the president's got pretty good instincts about this. I say we, 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 we see what this guy has. And remember, at the end of the day, impeachment, which is all this guy can do to Trump, is a political act. And Mueller has so uh, demonstrated the utter corruption of the deep state and this sham of an investigation uh, that he's never going to convict, uh, g- uh, g- convince enough uh, uh, Republicans to go along. Well, but here's my concern, because with the, with the team, himself. excuse me for interrupting, but with, with oh. what, here's what concerned me, is that when you've got somebody like Andrew Weissman, who we know, we know uh, you know, took down Arthur Anderson and what, uh, you know, uh, 20,000 employees put that business under because he withheld exculpatory evidence. And then then the, uh, the Supreme Court had to step in, unfortunately, too late uh, in, a, in a unanimous decision to overturn the conviction, which was too late because a business and lives had been destroyed. How that man is even allowed to continue to operate, you know, uh, with a law license is beyond me. But that is that is the type of individual. That's the type of individual that will not stop. 
until they find some tax you know deduction that Trump took many years ago that they can hang him with. Well, you know, this thing needs to go on for a little while longer. I heard, I, I read in the post today, they're talking about it going on another year. I don't see that. I see right. about April, May, June, uh, Donald Trump doing what I recommended he do a while ago, which is write a letter go, I need you to do a time, I need a time frame right. uh, when this is going to be That's over. You're idea. not going to drag this out. Right. Yeah, I, I, it, within 30 days, you're going to explain, you, you have 60 days, and I'm going to terminate this, uh, unless you explain why you need more time. Right. Clearly, and, and in public, and I'm going to release it. I'm releasing this letter. We'll do it all transparently. And uh, you put your cards on the table. If you've got something, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you. What last question for you? Uh, meanwhile, while we've c- continued to got this investigation that it now is being openly mocked because an investigation of nothing. Although you know, we still, I still would like. Here's what I would like to see if this investigation is going to go forward. I would like to see Struck and others involved in this Fijian GPS thing investigated. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Not I, with that idiot Sessions. No, and and I don't understand. They have pictures of them with a you know with. One of Roy Moore's cats off. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. What happened? To, what happened to Sessions? Well, I think what happened to Sessions is, is I think as we, as I've said many times on the show, I think in the nomination hearings that he had, I think he revealed the fact that he is nothing um, but a swamp dweller. I think that when he was, you know, allowed himself to be beat up by Al Franken in the nomination hearings, it was yeah. clear that he had no backbone and he was a wrong choice from the beginning. There was, you know, he he was he was. Oh, he was overly hurt by accusations he was a racist, you know, by a bunch of people that, you know, and it was just like, you know, really, I mean, you know, he looked like a weak little ninny nothing. And that's exactly what he is. And he was a bad choice. And and I don't understand why there are people that think that, oh, well, he's doing stuff behind the scenes. We just don't, you know, we just don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Well, you know what? what, Well, according to Judicial Watch, what he's doing is he's fighting on FOIA request and fighting to hand over documents uh, that are relevant uh, to Judicial Watch doing investigations that Sessions is refusing to do. That's another head scratcher for me. I don't understand why Sessions has not been been replaced. I don't know if maybe Trump is waiting for the year to pass and get into January and do that. So anyway, you've got another article coming out on Town Hall. Tell and everybody where they can saying. see it. It's about it's about Mueller, and it's uh, it's pretty brutal. All right. Well, your articles always are. And congratulations, because the number one talk show host, I'm not going to say his name, but he reads your articles all the time on his show, Kurt. Well, that's 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 very, very nice. But uh, you're still my favorite. Oh, thank you, Kurt. Thank you for saying that. Merry Christmas. You have a great one. Merry Christmas to you, too. All right. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. I've got Rod Hatley in the studio with me, and I've got a question for him that I ha- he does not know that I'm going to ask when we come back from the break. All right. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home.
Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. I'm super glad to have my next guest with me, Rod Hatley, estate planning attorney and tax attorney. Um, Rod, a big story kind of broke over the weekend. And what a lot of people don't know about Rod is that he's also um, a, a former JAG officer oh. in the Navy. Did you hear the story about the Pentagon's secret and not no longer secret UFO program. Um, I. Yeah, go ahead. I can. Uh, whatever, we can hear you. Okay, I, I just can't hear myself through the pones. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, it curious to me. I, I never heard about that, you know. But I guess it was a very high level or high high secret uh, uh, classification, you know, top secret or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. That's it's news to me. So mm-hmm. I, uh, so well, what, it, what what came of that? Did they find anything? Well, yeah. In fact, it, what happened was I guess the this program started in two thousand four, I think, oh. or two thousand three, and it okay. was and it was shut down by Harry Reid in twenty twelve. Well, I guess in two thousand four, here in San Diego, there were a couple of pilots that actually you can hear them, you can see their audio video of uh-huh. what they were watching of this unidentified flying object. Okay, and you can hear them talking about it, huh? And um and and, and describing it and how it's moving around and everything that it's doing. Yeah. And the guy, I guess, who was in charge of the program has decided i guess to come forward and tell everybody what what he learned and he was actually on the news this weekend i'm not really sure why that's a good idea to come forward and talk about a secret program that i guess should be kept secret but what was interesting to me about it okay is that i guess the government decided you know even after they they start a program i guess this shouldn't be surprising because typical government they start a program use taxpayers dollars to fund it to right. investigate something they actually get results and decide you know what i think we need to put our you know put, spend our time you know and, and money elsewhere it's like are you kidding me <laughs> you you guys have found a ufo i mean for real wow yeah okay now, you know i mean i was one of these people that was like you know um I hated the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I don't particularly like the movie E.T. You know, <laughs> sci- yeah, science fiction ain't my thing, but what? listen to this. <laughs> yeah. We're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Oh, thank you. That's not an LNS though, is it? It's not. That is an LNS, dude. Well, if there's a lunar thing, it's rotating. 
Yeah, I mean, they're like, look at that thing. I mean, they're shocked by it. You know, I all I can say is that, you know, if there are, you know, visitors from other planets, <laughs> I, I just don't know why they'd be so shy about it. You know, that it'd be probably the greatest thing that could happen, potentially, I suppose, or maybe it could just be a disaster. Who knows? Um, I, you know, pilots, I think, have a certain, you know, clearance level, and there, there may be things um, that, that, that they don't, are not put into, you know, a confidence on. So, I don't know. So right. you're not necessarily convinced that just because it was caught on audio and uh, video that there's you know, UFOs. I mean, it could be any one of a number of things. And uh, where we are, the truth of the matter is, is we are not that far from Edwards or or well, that's um, true. Yeah. or um, uh, uh, Ridgecrest, which yeah, is exactly. Native, Native, I was stationed at China Lake up at there China at Ridgecrest. Lake. So and what, uh, that's where, the, for those of you who don't know, I used to do a project for the military ah, for, for Naval Air Station China Lake. Is that's, that's where every air weapon yeah. and everything is tested up exactly. there. And yeah. so it could have been possibly yeah. something that, that is related to the U.S. military. We actually even have other governments that actually do training exercises oh, sure. and things up, oh, at, sure. up at China Lake and Edwards. Yeah. And it, it just could be something that our own military didn't recognize, but I don't know. Well, I mean, I know that certainly when we had the Manhattan Project years ago, uh, they d were testing, I think, the, uh, you know, the durability of the bomb casing. So they would drop it, you know, uh, up there at China Lake and, you know, it would go down, you know, several stories, you know, mm -hmm. into, the, into the earth. Uh, but that was a hush-hush project back in the day. So, you know, and a lot of, not a lot of people knew about that. But, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, little green men, you know, well, I haven't seen any evidence of it, so right. I have to say I have to reserve judgment. But my guess is um, it's probably something that uh, oh, yeah. um, the pilots probably didn't realize what was happening, and they, they observed something. They just don't know what it was. And uh, well, I like your assumption that we're so fabulous that if there was was these <laughs> aliens from outer space, that they would want they'd want to come down and say hi and like claim victory <laughs> that they came down here and, and chatted up with us Earthlings. I, I, I like that. It would be, you know, it would be, uh, it'd be, it would alter the course of history, certainly. Mm -hmm. If their technology is that advanced that they could travel here, they could travel here and not be seen. Oh. Well, that could be something true. Yeah, that could be something too. Yeah. So, you know, I mean. Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only name I know out of Star Wars, by yeah. the way. I'm a young Padawan over here. so you know. I don't know what the Padawan is. Well, I think probably Todd knows. Are you a Star Wars fan? Uh, actually, I was talking uh, with my, uh, my, uh, my assistant, uh, who uh, is uh, in her last year of college, and uh, she was asking me about the Star Wars. And mm -hmm. I saw the original, you know, when it came out in 77. Mm -hmm. And I've seen, you know, some of the, few, the later installments. And the most recent one, I think, uh, dropped on uh, Friday of last week. And I haven't seen it yet, but I'm mm -hmm. pr I probably will see it at some point. Um, I... Uh, and, and I really, I, I'm proud of Mark Hamill because Mark used to live here at one time. Mark Hamill, Luke oh, Scott. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they actually dedicated a street in his honor, I think, over the over late late in the summer because his dad was a Navy captain and was stationed here in San Diego. I never knew that. Yeah. Okay. And so Mark grew up, I think, in the Claremont Mesa area. And so they renamed one of the streets in his honor, mm -hmm. which I, where he grew up, you know, years ago. And so I think it's great, you know, local boy makes good, that yeah. sort of thing and makes good. I mean, this 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 movie made like 200 million dollars this weekend. Well, he did I very mean, well. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping he got a good I I'm hoping he negotiated some I'm good points sure on he, that deal. I'm sure he's not hurting. I think he had a really nice he's going to have a really nice Christmas. Yeah, if I was you, I'd be like on the phone like, "Hey Mark, got an estate plan? <laughs> Let's wrap. Take care of your family." I mean, seriously. I'm sure he's already with his management, I'm sure he's already got that well in place. At least at least I hope so. 
Well, yeah, I certainly do too. Cause but Mark, it, if you're listening, you know. Yeah, it, well, seriously, because, you know, every time I hear about anybody, you know, who's passed away, it's the first thing that I think about is did they take care of their family, especially of course. Yeah. because it's so complicated. Um, so I want to get into some nitty gritty. Okay. You know, today the uh, the House is going to vote, to, I guess, this morning. It might They might, they're waiting right now. I guess yeah. the House is de- debating yeah. uh, the tax reform bill. Right. The Senate's going to be voting tonight. Yeah. Um, the details that most people seem to be um, positive about is yeah. that uh, tax, it's going from seven brackets down to four. Um, across the board, everybody is going to get, except I think if you make over 500000 a year, you're still going to be at 39.6%, but everybody else will have a lower percentage yeah. of their taxes. Uh, standard deductions are going to go up yeah. for everybody. Uh Child tax credits are going to go up. Uh, corporate tax rates are going to go down right. from thirty, yeah. you know, five percent. I think down to might twenty one percent. I think is the latest twenty one percent. Lots of good stuff for corporations in there in terms of um, incentives to bring uh, money back, repatriation right. of funds, as well as deductions that they can make for for business expenses. Sure. Um, some of the sticking points um, for Americans and particularly for Californians is the no longer the ability to deduct state and local taxes. Yeah, the SALT provision, yeah. The SALT provisions, as well as um, mortgage interest deductions. It'll be capped. Uh, at so you used 000. to be able, yeah, it used to be uh, up to a million dollars of um, indebtedness, you could deduct that, the, the mortgage interest, now to be limited to $750,000, so... Yeah. Well, and, you know, here's my thing. I, you know, I'm kind of old school. I, I switched from political science to business as a major at LSU. And, you know, at that point, all the economics uh, professors and everybody, you know, hadn't been taken over by, you know, um, uh, they were still supply siders. Yeah, at that point. Sure. And, you know, everybody was enjoying um, all the benefits of having come through uh, Reaganomics and right. all the benefits that came from it. So, you know, my professors were all about the Laffer curve. They were all about lower uh, government spending does not stimulate the economy and taxation and regulation stifles the economy. So to me, I'm happy if at the end of the day we can get past all these nitty gritty pieces of it uh-huh. and people, we have lower taxation for individuals as well as businesses and and lower regulations. And I think that's kind of where we're at. And I think that people want to pick apart certain things to get people all worried and upset. That's, But I see it in, in that macro view, if okay. you will, of lower taxation and regulation for individuals and businesses is a good thing. How do you see it? Because you're not just an estate planning attorney. You're also a tax attorney for right. businesses. Well, I think any time that you can limit the regulations that people are subject to, that's a good thing. Um I guess it depends on where you fall on the spectrum. I mean, there are those people who are of the opinion that uh, trickle-down economics really doesn't work, and I suppose there, you know, we could have a robust debate about that. Um, I, I think, I, I think I'm probably in favor of lower taxes and also less regulation. But I understand too we have to live in the real world, and sometimes, you know. Um, things don't work the way they should. Mm-hmm. And I think there will always be abuses one way or the other. So it's, it's, um, it's so trying to find that, that this- happy medium where, you know, you've got, you're bringing in enough revenues, but mm-hmm. you're not taxing people at every turn. And you also don't regulate people to death so that, you know, people are, 
uh, incentivized to go out and start a company or start a business or mm-hmm. add to an existing business, hire new employees or more right. employees or or expand their operations into new territories, et cetera. So um, I can see the, the, the push and the pull on that. Mm-hmm. And I just have to sit on the sidelines and say, well, you know, I understand um, – but, uh, you know, regardless of what comes out of it, I know El Arius will be on at some point probably in the, oh, yeah. in the new year. And Al can certainly weigh in with his considerable expertise in this regard. Uh, I don't know that this is going to be tax simplification. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to fill out a postcard and right. send it in and that'll, that'll take care of it. Um, but I think it's also... I think the only the only challenge I have with this legislation is I don't think we we haven't had any hearings on it. We don't really know exactly what's in it. I mean, I know uh, we sort of know some of the salient points that mm-hmm. we've talked about this morning. But That's I a don't good think point. We, I that, don't think. Yeah. No. Excuse me for interrupting. That's a really good point because what a lot of people don't understand is that, and I didn't understand this either until recently that um, even during the whole Reagan uh, tax reform, yeah. that went back and forth. Yeah. Over a long period of it time, really did, and yeah. there was a lot of arguments back and forth, a lot of debate on the floor. Sure. It was true reform in, in, in that sense versus just some. Uh, you know, it just seems like there is maybe a little too much ideology push versus yeah. getting into some of the nitty gritty and debating it out kind of kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I and, think I think we may be. So that's the only concern I have for this bill. Uh, once it gets uh, passed by both the House and the Senate, mm-hmm. um, is that we don't we as the American public, and I think even uh, other experts don't really know exactly what's in the bill. And it's a thousand pages. So right. I mean, well, so yeah. Now, how do you advise clients then in that situation? Because I'd be sitting here wondering if 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 buying properties is going to start hurting me. Yeah. Um, in any way, is there a way that I can, through estate planning, avoid that? Well, I mean, certainly uh, you should always have an estate plan in place because at some point uh, you may become incapacitated. And of course, we know that at some point we will pass on. So having a plan in place to take care of that when those eventualities happen is is a great answer, I think. Uh, It Don't leave anything to chance, in other words. Um, Or to probate court. Exactly right, yeah. um, To answer your question, I think that we try to build in as much flexibility with our planning so that regardless of what happens, and certainly, and in fact, I, there's a, uh, one of my colleagues has a uh, uh, conference call tomorrow morning, which is to try to kind of walk us through what the world will look like after this thing passes, assuming that you know, both the House and the Senate push it through and it's mm-hmm. signed into legislation, signed into, signed into uh, effect um, later this week. Um, the world will change on us in terms of the planning that we can do. So it's just trying to stay on top of this so that we're giving the really most cutting edge advice to our clients. And uh, so I always tell clients, look, we plan for the law as we know it, not as we hope it'll be or what we think it'll be. But then once this bill becomes law, then I think we can be smart about how we can adjust and adapt to it and uh, react to it in a way that allows them to still protect themselves, avoid probate, avoid conservatorship, and still maximize their tax deductions and not be, you know, hit hit uh, in in their pocketbook. Well, the fact that it's still complicated, not simplified, certainly means that people are going to need experts like yourself. Well, and I think the I think the tax attorneys and I think accountants are going to be working overtime. I, in a way, this is the cynic in me, but I. I guess you could call this the tax attorney and accountants full employment act because we're going to be working overtime (laughs) to get this stuff figured out. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's uh, reform. 
I don't know. I, I think the, the 86 Act uh, during the Reagan 80s was certainly, um, there were like, you know, lots of witnesses and there were lots of, you know, testimony and mm-hmm. debate back and forth. Uh, we didn't have that this time. So yeah. that's, I think, that, is, that's one of the shortcomings of, of the bill as I see it. Is there something that people need to do before January 1 or is it too late for them to do something to protect their estate before January 1 No, they can point? still. And the estate tax is going to continue to be with us as I understand it. The the standard deduction, well, not they don't really call it a standard deduction. Um, there's something they call the applicable exclusion amount. Now, of course, as soon as I say that, your eyes kind of roll into the back of your head. Yeah. I always, when I talk to clients, I I always talk about it in terms of a coupon, and it's a coupon for up to, right now it's $5.49 million, and it's indexed for inflation. Uh, As I understand it, that will double. So for a single person like myself, it would be um, almost $10 million or maybe $11 million, depending. And then for a married couple, they put their two coupons together so they can shelter upwards of $22 million. I mean, so that will definitely impact the planning that I do for my more, for my wealthier clients who, you know, who have exposure right now to estate mm-hmm. taxes, but won't in the new year. Okay. But right now we still have to plan for the laws it is. And the law won't become effective until next year anyway. Okay. And, 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 not in every case, but in most cases, it'll be perspective looking, forward looking, not backward looking. So, you know, um, but uh, that's why this, uh, my, my colleague's conference call tomorrow, you know, I, I'm going to sit in on because I, I'm just trying to stay up on top of this because I know they've been feverishly working, right. trying to figure out what does this mean and what kind of planning strategies it do we right. as estate planning attorneys, can we bring to bear for the benefit of our clients? But to answer your question, yeah, you can still plan, you should plan. Uh, but, you know, just make sure that your advisor is current on the tax law as it's going to be enacted. And with a trust, they're, they're, they're modifiable. You can, you course, can change yeah. it. It's a living so, trust. Yeah. It's a revocable living trust. So you can amend it. You can update it. And you should. Yeah. Because, and especially uh, as the tax laws change, that's one of those events where I say, I should see you every so often mm-hmm. uh, if you've had a birth or a death or if the tax laws change. We know we ought to get together and let's take a look at what we've done. And then let's amend your planning to take advantage of the new tax laws, whatever they may be. Awesome. All right. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, best way to reach out to me, uh, Rod Hatley at uh, uh, at the Hatley Law Group. My phone number is 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. If you want to send me an email, it's rod at Hatley, H-A-T-L-E-Y, lawgroup.com, rod at Hatley, lawgroup.com. All right. Well, thanks so much for being here. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Loving that Christmas tie you got on there. <laughs> Thank you very much. I get a lot of compliments on that. Yeah. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We got more Andrea K. Show, including Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. 
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Speaking of little green men or what little, I can't remember the term Rod Hatley was using for aliens. We could talk a little Hollywood, a little bit more Hollywood. Um, speaking of which, and, and Christmas time, do you really like that movie, A Christmas Story? With a little boy who wanted like the the BB gun, you know, it gives me anxiety at certain points. Like with the whole Santa, oh oh oh, you'll shoot when he kicks him down the slide. Like that gives me anxiety, and the dogs eating the Christmas dinner. <laughs> The dogs keep running in there. That Those two scenes kind of bother me. Well, you know, I actually, I, the first time I saw it, I think it's more of a guy, a dude movie. Tell me you guys out there watching, by the way. Hey, everybody out there watching via Facebook and uh, commenting on Facebook Live. If you like this movie, Christmas Story, you know, I, I kind of, my brother was always like major in love with this movie. I always kind of thought it bored me a little bit. You know, the most interesting scene to me was the kid getting his tongue stuck to a pole. You know, I mean, other than that, yawn. Um, well, I guess they did a, a live version of it this past Sunday night. And I guess it tanked like worse than any thing. I mean, it got beat by NFL football. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad this movie did. It started Matthew Broderick and it started that, started that funny gal from Bridesmaids who played the gal getting married, Maya, uh, Maya Rand Rudolph, Randolph, who I think is absolutely hysterical. If, if the movie isn't good with her in it, it's a dog of a movie, okay? Did but, you know they did a sequel called My Summer Story? No. I see that tank too. So. Yeah, well, and it had Matthew Broderick, who, by the way, is not aging well. Okay, memo to Matthew Broderick. Okay, get, you know, do something with your hair. Go, yeah, we know you got the money for a plastic surgeon. In Southern California, it's not, do you get work done? It's who does your work. Okay, there's no shame in making yourself look a little bit better when you got the money to do it. Um, got to get bit, on a serious tip, though, in terms of Hollywood. You know, it, to me, it's gotten to where I saw Tavis Smiley on Hannity last night talking about how PBS pulled his show on the on charges of sexual harassment and within 12 minutes variety had a, a story out with exclusives and all these uh, undisclosed you know um, uh, sources and you know it just seems to me that it's gotten to where and I think DJ carrot sticks and I were talking about this before the show it seems like it's just gone too far now 
it's gone too far to where I, I believe Tavis Miley when he says any relationships I had in the workplace were consensual. And for somebody to come out now and say otherwise, it's kind of like criminalizing what used to be just commonplace where, you know, he's like, you know, a lot of like when I worked in corporate America, people work together. We, we put in 80 hours a week. Almost everybody we ended almost everybody working at Xerox at the time was dating somebody who was working at Xerox at the time because you know what? You had no life outside Xerox. And now it's being criminalized. And, you know, I just feel as though, uh, and then the owner of the Panthers, I guess he's out like overnight. Now it's like, not only are you guilty until proven innocent, but it's like you lose your entire life and your entire career immediately, immediately. And, you know, Matt Damon got some pushback because I guess he he posted something the other day about, you know, this, the day of, uh, you know, I guess the, the series, or I can't remember the term he used, but just we're now a world of perpetual outrage. And it's like, that's, that's exactly where we've gotten. Um, you know, but what I haven't heard, and so Elisa Milana did this whole pushback on Matt Damon, you know, basically calling him an abuser of women. It's like, hey, Alyssa Milano, aren't you the same gal who defended Linda Sarsour? Because now we've got reports that Linda Sarsour was accused by a woman who she worked with, a woman named Asmi uh, Fathelbob, who worked with Sarsour at the Arab American Association, who says that she was an independent contractor there. And she went to Sarsour and said uh, that she had been physically attacked and groped by a man who was there. And Sarsour told her, "How dare you! How dare you interrupt me uh, in the middle of a news interview with your lies?" She went on to ugly shame her by saying, "Something like this doesn't happen to women who look like you." Then Sarsour supposedly Weinsteined her and made it to where she couldn't get a job again. So this Linda Sarsour, you know, it's like this. It, it, the thing has jumped the shark for me when we have the same Hollywood women complaining that about um, white male privilege and and that it was sexual abuse of women is systemic in our society due to white men. Meanwhile, they're partnering up with Linda Sarsour on a stage who's who's pushing for Sharia in this country that, you know, the, the worst thing about Linda Sarsour is not just that she threw this woman under the bus for making sexual harassment claims in the workplace. What's worse about Linda Sarsour is that, and, and Hollywood that are partnering with her, is that this is a woman that supports Sharia in this country and is pushing for it, which performs female genital mutilation of children, stones women for being raped, and on and on and on. But I got to tell you about the even more scandalous, or what should be scandalous, uh, is Meryl Streep's comments. Did you hear what Meryl Streep had to say about sexual harassment? Mm. She said that um, she didn't, she wasn't aware of Weinstein's tactics because he needed her more than she needed him. And so basically, basically, she's basically saying, hey, my talent is so phenomenal. And so it shielded me, unlike you other no talented hack women out there who uh, I guess got what you got what they deserved. Of course, he's not going to do that to her. She's already established. Well, yeah, and oh, by the way, I hate to say it, speaking of ugly shaming, maybe it didn't happen to you, Meryl Streep, because maybe uh, maybe at the time you weren't considered to be as hot as like a Gwyneth Paltrow. So sorry. I just think it's absolutely outrageous to hear Meryl Streep say something like, oh, it didn't happen to me because he needed me. I'm so talented. I'm the great Meryl Streep. That is such a passive aggressive put down of women and of the women who were victimized by Weinstein that that really should be getting a lot of play out there in America. I think that one of the things that is good about these about the hashtag Me Too, I do think it's jumped the shark, but I also think it, it, the bottom line for me is that it has really exposed Hollywood and put for the the mind-numbingly hypocritical uh, double standard uh, abuse of women supporting jerks that they are. And I think it's kind of put the nail in their coffin on that. Um, it's time for Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. 
Uh, my uh, hero of the week is, and I put this out to everybody on Facebook, and it kind of, I think, got the most nominations. It was kind of mixed this week, but it was Sarah Huckabee for taking on the media. Talk about being ugly shamed. Talk about being attacked and harassed and demeaned by the left, including Hollywood. They are so vicious against her, including the stink of the week should probably be um, the the left that attack her. You know, while we've got Alyssa Milano and um, all the rest of them attacking white privilege and even saying they wanted to confront white women. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, maybe that should be my stink of the week. The same women who are saying um, that uh, white male privilege, that there's all the sexual abuse, uh, uh, partnering with Linda Sarsour came out with some press conference called hashtag confront white women saying, that because Roy Moore got more votes from Republican women than Doug Jones did and because of allegations against him that white women need to be confronted everywhere uh, for our crimes against other women. So that's how off the shark this whole sexual harassment thing has gotten. I, I don't know if, if it can be rebalanced back. I'm curious what you guys think about it. Um, and you had a comment before we did the show. I don't know if we have time for you to chime in. You said basically you thought it had gone off the shark, DJ Carrot Sticks. Oh, I just was saying that it's going, you know, it's hitting all aspects of, I mean, it's gone from, you know, That's entertainment right. field to government, uh, you know, as professional sports. Um, it's just everyone's coming out of the woodworks. I think, and I think it's because, and I want to wrap here, I think it's because, and why it's gone too far and it's jumped the shark is because. Th- this is what the left does. There is a valid issue in this country in regards to treatment of women, just like there's an issue in this country with treatment of children. There is sin in the world. There is good. There is evil in the world. Um, but the left likes to take an issue like this and use it and exploit it for political purposes. And that's why it has gone as far as it's gone. It's not because the left cares about women. It's because the left cares about pushing their agenda. They care about using women and using an issue with women to push their agenda. And they do not care who they have to take down in the process, whether it's Tavis Smiley, whether it's some Republican candidate, whether it's uh, one of their own, like Matt Damon, they do not care. This is about power, and they are abusing women who are being abused in the process of amassing more power. Got to leave it there for this week. Thank you all for joining me. Love you all. Hope you have a phenomenal Merry Christmas. Thank you to my guests today, Coach Schlichter and Rod Hatley. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Thanks for everybody watching on Facebook Live. I love you all. Have a very Merry Christmas.